0: This is the Thrive Content Clubcast.
1: So today I'm joined by Simon Gibson who currently works for Direct Line Group as future skills and career lead. We'll be talking about transformation, disruption, pet peeves and future skills um, but we'll just see where the conversation takes us as well. So Simon, welcome to Content Clubcast, thanks for joining.
0: Oh, brilliant. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, very excited to have a bit of an open discussion and a chat today.
1: Good stuff. When well, we first met, um, I suppose, when, when Thrive hosted our skills panel recently, although I've personally listened to you speak at various different things um, and your approach and ideas have always really resonated with me personally. Can you give us a bit of an intro into you and your role and, and I suppose what led you to where you currently are?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, as you shared, Helen, um, yeah, currently at Direct Line Group, looking at future skills, and and so what does that mean? In, in simplistic terms, you know, what does that business need to stay relevant tomorrow? And when I say tomorrow, I'm talking twelve eighteen months time, um, but but also remain, you know, competitive and. and fully functioning today right so you kind of go well you're just dressing up learning and development Simon but hopefully through today's chat we can talk through um, what that means how did I get here I mean we probably need a longer podcast right but I'm happy to share uh, um, some of my experiences you know I'm just passionate about making appropriate business difference appropriate uh, business outcomes and again some of that will come to life hopefully in our chat today so just a little bit of flavor of me.
1: Yeah, lovely. Thanks, Simon. I think, um, like many, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. Most of the time, I will say, um, but I, and I always find it really interesting what people kind of write on their on their profiles about themselves. And I'm going to put you on the spot here because yours is pretty fancy. Um, it says redesigning um, work, learning, and culture. International HR transformational leader and future of work skills and career evangelist each of those things I suppose by themselves could be a huge deal and we could talk about each of those things probably in in quite uh, a lot of detail but what does redesigning work learning and culture look like to you in you know in a nutshell yeah cool I'll take your dig about it being fluffy
0: right (laughs) (laughs) that's nice Uh, it's I just think we're at a moment in time over the last few years where tradition and I do mean this in the nicest possible sense, but I'll hopefully be quite challenging to the audience and those that listen and and anybody that wants to reach out and talk afterwards, I'm more than happy to do. But but we're at a moment in time in our function across HR and learning where it's not, work isn't binary. Learning is not binary. Culture is not binary. You know, we started before this recording talking about going back to the office and meeting people and you know, where you work, how you work, when you work, the hours that you work, the location that you work, what is the work, mm-hmm. you know, is is ripe, ripe for disruption, is ripe for thinking about it in a new, fresh, modern way. And hopefully with some of my experiences, I hope that's what I bring and, and that's what I really want to focus on, not just because it's nice to do when we do nice stuff, but because it will make a fundamental difference to both the individuals and the business that I
1: get to work with Mm. do you think people realize that things aren't that binary like you say that they they are people in general open to your approach and the way that you think and do you find a lot of hostility towards that I'm
0: a brilliant question right would I I wouldn't say it's hostility I would say it's healthy challenge on what works what doesn't work Um, what does that actually look like people I can I can I'm only bringing my experiences I talk to hundreds of people I talk to many different organizations every week I share experiences I dig around I'm curious I want to know how things work um people we are we're wired to be wary of change aren't we right we we are uh, uh, set up in a certain way that from millennia ago you know we fight, fear, you know, freeze against certain and challenge. I, ha- I have to say to your point, you know, there is a lot of, how, how would I phrase it? Probably scepticism around our function and, and around the broader HR community that says, but hold on, what, what are we going to do? Because obviously what we did, right, isn't working. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in an industry that spends billions and billions and billions and billions of pounds and we have a growing skills gap. Now, if I'm marking our homework, I'm like, that's a problem, because obviously we focused on the wrong things. Mm.
1: Mm. And those, those questions seem to have been around for, well, as long, as, even as long as I've been in the industry, but must have been even longer than that as well, that you know, people are saying, well, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to focus on this. And then nothing changes. And those questions keep getting kind of regurgitated and n- nothing changes. Um, and like you say, that's resulted in a huge skills gap because we've been focusing on the wrong things for so long. And, but hopefully, I suppose I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm an optimist about this, but I feel like the discussions we're having, the products that are available to people, um, it, it seems like change is inevitable now. And probably because of the pandemic as well, that people are thinking differently. They have to approach things differently because so much has changed. Would you would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, completely. Right, Ch- change or be changed. And again, I'm you know there's some macroeconomic forces that you or I can't directly influence. But if you're in the UK and listening to this, or if you're in Europe and listening to this, you, you know, or even in the states or, or further afield, you'll understand that we've had to deal with the, you know the seismic impact of Brexit. We've lost millions of skilled people who've gone home and said, I'm not going to come back. To work in your country and and, and and as a slight side we haven't made it very easy for people to come back to work in our country as a result of that mm-hmm. um, digitization uh, has accelerated you know exponentially over the last few years which is compounding a problem it's not the only problem but it's compounding a problem that if you've taken your business online if you've tried to digitize augment elements of your business your organization um, so is the planet. And uh, there's not enough of those people to go around, right? So if you had done what you said you were going to do a few years ago and gear yourself up and skill and reskill and get ready for this, you wouldn't have a problem. But guess what? <laughs> Every organization on the planet has a problem, because there's not enough to go around. But to your point, you know, is, is there opportunity? Is this a moment in time to mind? Yeah, I think we're in the eye of the storm and, and organizations can choose to look at fundamental HR learning org design, job design, role design, task design, completely differently. That will hopefully help their organisation remain a success and for many, many years to come. I I don't want to be talking about businesses going out of business, right? I want to be Mm -hmm. talking about success and and what people have done to change that, or what our function has done to change that.
1: Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to have a conversation in a couple of years' time and see where we're at. See whether anything has changed. (laughs) What
0: broke? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, when you joined um, our panel, you had quite a lot to say um, about people suggesting we should ask the business, and you you obviously were quite you had you're quite passionate about well we are the business. Why is that such a big bunker bear for you? It, it, it,
0: I, I mean, you know my my quick rant. Right? I am the business, are I? I don't get paid by somebody else, right? I don't work for somebody else. And it's this funny subservient terminology. It's what we should do is we should ask the business. Uh, what we should do is understand what the problem is, right now, you know, the business isn't some amorphous individual set of individuals. It's you understanding or your function. If you're in a bigger team in a, in a learning environment, understanding how your company, how your business makes money or doesn't make money, right. Or as in problems or as issues. I'm not saying you don't need that expertise close as possible to the customer, to the thing that you're making, to the product that you're selling or building or creating. Um, But it's that weird detachment. I mean, weird in inverted commas, in the nicest possible way. You know, you are the business. And if you're not, then that's a problem. Because somebody else will be asking the questions that you should be asking. Somebody else will be looking at that in a slightly different way that will challenge. Hold on maybe it's a process thing. Hold on, maybe it's a system thing. Hold on, maybe it's a cultural people thing. You know, like you know, my, my dig about my LinkedIn profile. Oh, hold on. Actually, maybe it's a knowledge, skill, capability thing. All of those things are different and difficult and complex to ask. But if you're not the business, for anybody that could see me, I was doing that in bunny ears, right? Inverted commas. Um, then I don't get how you understand what the challenges are or what you could do to try and help that. I've tried to be really reserved there about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're very measured. Yeah. Um, I think um, p- perhaps there's something to do with the fact that people aren't willing to ask those difficult questions and find out that the way they've been doing things or the way they've been thinking has been wrong for so long that potentially they're using the business, again, bunny ears, um, as a scapegoat potentially to kind of pass off thinking any, any more deeply or in a difficult way about What's, what problems are facing
0: yeah i did look i did it's not mission easy right i didn't say that it is mission difficult um however it, it will involve saying mm, I, I don't think that's a learning problem mm. now the only way you can say that is if you understand what your organization company business unit team is trying to do and the role within that Because then how can you come back to your point and say, well, they use the business as a shield, the organization as a shield? Because then that's just another conspiracy, isn't it? It's, you know, Simon makes good stuff. We'll go and ask Simon to do us some good stuff. He's done us a really nice set of stuff for a few days. And in a few months time, I'll ask him to do some more good stuff. Well done, what impact did that have? What was the value of that? Now I'll caveat that with, if you just wanted to get some people together and hang out and have some really good engagement and a great experience with your team, brilliant right if you were trying to fix your sales process i don't think that helped right Mm. you know that's the fun that it is difficult you've got to be a bit more commercially savvy and i suppose where my rant came from and continues to come from is is this has been labeled at hr for 15 20 years well i've got a solution for you stop getting people out of hr to come and work in our function go get commercially astute savvy people Mm. and or make that learning education (laughs) knowledge awareness of commerciality a fundamental element
1: of being in this function yeah I I suppose I feel like your approach could be quite uncomfortable for some people because you're asking direct questions you you know you're putting people in a position where they need to think about challenges and the real problems that they're facing and I suppose perhaps people who are more kind of set in their way or afraid of change like we mentioned earlier or even just not used to being questioned or pushed in new directions I suppose um I guess that 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 could be seen as making people feel quite uncomfortable and the other the part of that I suppose is you being a disruptor so have you always been like that? or unafraid of going against the grain I suppose or is it kind of a skill that you've personally honed in order to make people kind of move in the direction you want them to go
0: yeah cool I can't make anybody do anything right is my caveat but you know if I did that would be a superpower um but um have I always had this skill I've had a lot of feedback throughout my career Helen that I'm able to ask quite direct quite challenging uncomfortable questions but hopefully that comes across in a in a a, a well-rounded, constructive um, force for good type of way. I bring a lot of energy and and, uh, a lot of experiences. Not all necessarily right, right? You know, I've got a lot of things wrong throughout my career, but I I can definitely say it feels like a a skill I've been able to hone over the last few years, X amount of uh, uh, companies. And, And having worked in many different companies and never worked in the same sector um mm. i think i'm just constantly honing it i'm very curious you know what did i know about banking when i joined banking nothing i wasn't qualified i didn't know anything what did i know uh, uh, about um film media tv production nothing right what did i know about solar energy nothing what did i know <laughs> about nuclear decommissioning when i worked for uk government nothing i can tell you how all those organizations work i can tell you how they all make money and or have challenges in their value chain. You know, my curiosity, it might annoy some people, but I will go and find out, right? And I will go spend time on site. I will get as close as possible to the customer, talk to a customer, maybe part of the customer, part of the thing, part of the value, go into the warehouse, see how stuff gets made. Because if I want to talk with credibility in whatever forum, this isn't about being hierarchical to those that are listening, in whatever forum, whether I'm talking to, the security guard on the the front desk, or the CEO, the CTO, or the C-suite, I wanna talk with credibility around what's really going on, what's really happening, and I have a big thirst to look adjacent, right? Don't look in your own vertical, go look next door. What's happening in similar technologies? What's happening in crossover uh, uh, environments? What's happening in general retail world? What's happening in the banking world? on or not, you know, my learning journey is continuous, right? Continuing. Mm. Probably drives some people mad,
1: but. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that I've never, I suppose I've never really put curiosity and disruption together, but it makes perfect sense that to to be disruptive, you have to be curious, you have to be willing to dig deeper, to ask questions, to find out more information, to think adjacently, like you say. Um, and that, that, that will. Not always, but probably could lead to disruption in some instances. So I think that's quite an interesting dynamic. Well,
0: and my point is it's just another way, right? I I I'm not the guy that says, here's what we can't do, right? I'm the guy that says, here's you know, we can get to the moon, right? Here's how I think we can get to the moon. Here's an idea of getting to the moon. Help me understand how far off we are from getting to the moon, right? And and, and nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten people go, "Well, because of X, right, so I'm like, aha right so now we know about x what can we do about that and if we can knock that out the way we go forward so now we've gone forward x isn't a problem how far away are we from the moon right <laughs> you know and and, and the, the bit about you know I, car- I carry some energy i carry some aspiration and passion predominantly around back to your point at the start work learning culture it can be different and all i can share with you is my experiences on where i think it can be different where are lessons outside of your company? Remember, I go into companies, I work with companies. I've not been there 10, 15, 20 years, five years. I've been there two minutes, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It does take time to get under the hood and understand how they work. Um, but there are other ways. And and I can guarantee you, most companies haven't tried all the other ways and or they haven't put together that if I bring it back to our own function or or work or learning or HR, there's many different ways you can look at skills, capability, upskill, reskill, uh, knowledge, systems, infrastructure that probably haven't even appeared on their radar for years, years and years and years.
1: Mm.
0: So I do sound disruptive. But yeah, I do sound probably quite annoying, hopefully, to some, but but with a positive intent, right, on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, the real challenge is not necessarily getting to the moon. It's how you get back from the moon once you get there as well. <laughs>
0: They might not even want to get there, right? They might just need to get across the road, as I talk about a lot, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you can put enough energy and effort and time, there's something about pace, right, as well. We, we're in a function, and I probably haven't talked about this for a while, but, you know, gone are the days where you go, yeah, oh, right, you need a leadership thing. Yeah, I'll go build a leadership thing. I'll be back in four months, and I'll show you my leadership thing. No, 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 we haven't got, that's a quarter. I mean, if you're a listed entity, right, your shareholders are knocking back on the door. Shareholders on your company, by the way not you shareholders own the company mm-hmm. uh what are you doing <laughs> where are you building skill and capability Are oh, we going to do that next quarter uh are you right you know the the time the pace we've got to change how we operate and that leans into those things when other people and other forums and uh, uh, other uh, uh, entities are talking about us becoming more agile becoming quicker faster better i'm, I'm not saying to speed just for speed's sake but you know we can bring some energy to that. So to your point, yeah, we might not need to get to the moon, but we could get across the road really quick.
1: <laughs> or people might think they want to get to the moon and actually they don't, they don't need to get there. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's okay too, right? That's all okay. There's definitely organisational context. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I appreciate some people might be listening. I appreciate some people I maybe even worked with, all right? Uh, uh, <laughs> might be going, no, 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 right, you're just way too aspirational for us Simon you're not going to be able to do that here's why you can't do that right here's why that won't work and and if that's right for that company that's fine but like I said if we just needed to get them across the road then Mm -hmm. maybe we could do that quicker faster better Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in a different way that they thought about or looked at before
1: as part of your role as career lead I'm presuming you've spent a lot of time talking to people is that fair yeah so you must have lots of lovely insights into what people are thinking and wanting to do with their roles. But what shifts are you seeing in the conversations that you're having with people about their skills or the skills of the people that they're leading?
0: Yeah, I, I think there's an interesting and I'll generalise right rather than talk about my, my, my current uh, uh, work environment. But it does include some of that feedback is there's definitely a consensus that whether you've been in work for a couple of years, and I've, I've talked to many graduates. I talked to many, you know, uh, 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 let's say second jobbers. They've been, they've graduated, they've done a piece of work. They're now in, you know, four five year life cycle of work. I talk to people and, and work with people and have worked with people. They're in year 29, 28 of work, right? And all things in between, all different sectors. There is a general clear consensus that the skills mix in order to undertake certain tasks, certain roles is changing. However, they seem to be in the main inhibited by how quickly their organization can adopt some of that. So what am I talking about? If, if every organization is to automate certain tasks, if you and I have a job that's made up of 20 tasks and suddenly five of those tasks become automated, either your job has just shrunk or you've got more capacity to do something else and this is back keep bringing it back back to my point about work is different so if i could give helen 20 percent back a week how more productive how more creative innovative uh how more what else could she add what else could she add to this actually she could go off and learn about x because in maybe 12 18 months time we're going to do more on x we're not doing it yet But because she's got more capacity and we've created her to have more capacity, she can go off and learn about X. So when we go and do X, that becomes a thing. So, So I think there's a general consensus that people are aware they need to change their skill mix. What I'm constantly surprised by in every conversation is there's very little understanding of what that looks like because we're still quite wedded to, but my job description says one, two, three, four, five, and I can do one, two, three, four, five, right? Heads up, your job description was written seven years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. A- heads up, your job description is, is not even written, right? You've just got a job title. What's that got to do with the price of cheese, right? It's got nothing, nothing to do with that. So that, that's where I, I can keep coming back to remaining curious and going, you know, I could talk to hundreds of people every week and that's all I do around. They understand they need to change. They understand it's shifting, question mark, to what? and and time how quickly is that how far away is that how near is that
1: mm-hmm. yeah really interesting kind of I, I imagine like I'd love to be a fly on the wall in some of those conversations it's uh, really interesting stuff what are your future skills are you able to know that
0: as in me personally mm-hmm. or yeah cool good challenge right I like that um it's, so, so so yeah look, look I'm a bit of a a, a, a geek small g, aren't I, right? So so I'm kind of going, I'm interested in in the hype around the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say hype because I'm by no means no expert, but, you know, there are banks that operate in the metaverse already. Um, as an example, uh, I, I'm interested in, you know, the overlap with Web 3.0 and what that might actually mean to how we operate, how we transact. We started our chat again, you know, talking about experiences um, you know my future skills remain you know how do I hone what's coming down the track how do I understand what might be coming down the track and and con- constantly constantly try and remain curious and dig and read far and wide and explore far and wide and attend many things I don't think I've ever stopped learning it you know as we're talking and reflecting on it I always go and well always hence me to us talking now right you know can we have a chat yeah let's have a chat because I'm going to learn something and I'm going to hopefully not only increase my ability to do what I do but maybe go and help some others with that knowledge and that experience as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: so there's some technical elements to, to my future skills and then there's just some bits around yeah like I say you know my own nobody's perfect right are they yeah we're not robots so we can't be but you know, working out how do I be the best version of Simon most of the time will benefit not only the people I work with my family my friends mm-hmm. uh, and everyone else right you know had I wished I studied data science 10 years ago of course I do right <laughs> of course I do do I have the space and the ability to do that now probably not but but you know I'm still going to try and do as much as I can mm. uh, you know should I have learned a, a coding language or should I have learned french and german and spanish well it should have probably been a coding language first shouldn't it that would have helped but yeah. um so, so yeah it's, it's it's around that right and, and i have no doubt and probably in the not too distant future i'll find something that curiosity is taking me to and i go oh i'm going to go learn more mm-hmm. uh about that it'll probably be complete tangent as well but um yeah i'm sure i could report back on that yeah i,
1: I don't i don't think I think I don't think people give curiosity enough credit like to, to in order to continue everyone's continuously learning like you say everyone's changing people I think often want to be better versions of themselves but to do that you have to have that curiosity as well I think um so it's a good a good point to end on I think just always being curious so thank you Simon for your chat anything you wanted to add?
0: No, I've I've enjoyed it. Like I said, you know, and, and happy to if 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 people uh, agree or disagree with anything I've said, that's okay. And I'm I'm more than happy to um, connect, talk to, share, and 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 uh, hopefully support. I'm passionate about our community. I'm passionate about our learning function and the broader HR function making a real difference in the time ahead. So. If anybody wants any help or support on that, then I'll quite happily give up my time for them.
1: That's amazing. Thanks, Simon. Is the best way for people to reach you on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, great. Thanks again, Simon.
0: Great. Thanks, Helen. You've been listening to the Thrive Content Podcast. Visit www.thrivelearning.com for more information. Be bold. Be brave. Thrive.